Quick disclaimer, while we do work at one of America's largest retailers and will allude to it throughout the show, the opinions expressed are purely our own and do not reflect the views or positions of our employer. Welcome everybody to episode 31 of the Phone Buzz Podcast. It's recorded April 1st of 2020. This is is not a joke. (laughs) We've got a great show for you tonight. OnePlus gets a shiny new coat. T-Mobile prepares for world domination, and Evan, that's me, takes a massive L. Oh, man. My name is Evan Krause. I'm joined by Zach Whitney. How's it going? How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Good. And uh, Christian Crawford. Hey, yo. How you doing? Nice. Crisp and bassy. Coronavirus! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, that's actually a good segue. Uh, yes. Evan, you want to you wanna detail the people in... Uh, we talked about it a little bit last week. You want to detail yes. the people in on the new the new toys we got? Yeah, so uh, this week we have new stuff. Uh, as you could hear from that, we have a soundboard. <laughs> um, so we can bring in uh, noise clips like this. Oh, oh, that one didn't play. And it All didn't right, play let's try this one. Try it! Or <laughs> coronavirus! Stuff like that. So it's pretty awesome. So now we can incorporate all that into these um, these episodes and... Uh, is there? Bruh. Oh, there okay. it goes. Okay. okay, I guess I didn't click it hard <laughs> enough. <laughs> Bruh. But we got Bruh. all new mics too. Um, so if you think we sounded pretty sexy, let us know. Oh yeah, let us know. Mm. Mm. You guys got any uh, cool uh, or dumb customer stories this week? I haven't worked, so that's right. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. You don't do anything anymore. Yep, I just sit at home and play Minecraft and Rocket League. Yeah, and get diamond status. Oh, a little flex, but mm. okay. Mm. Yeah, Ooh, but what's yeah. the what's the game mode you're diamond on? No day. Yeah. That's Wait, hold on. What? Back to reality. Yeah. <laughs> Back to It's called hockey. Uh, it's a thing they play very commonly up in Canada. Up in Canada. Uh, up in the snow? Yeah, up in the snow. Up in the snow. I love oh, the snow. Sorry, didn't see you there. <laughs> I only played hockey like twice, and it was fine. I used to play street hockey, and I thought it was pretty good. But then I was also he, playing as my brother, who's two years younger than me, and just not as good at sports. That then, great uh, then he scraped his knee and retired. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, should we get into the fake news? Yep, let's do it. All right. It's everyone's favorite news segment. It's the Phone Buzz Fake News. And I actually made this one specifically with Zach in mind. So, ooh, so buckle ooh. up. Spicy. Uh, so uh, what we do here is we take a news story from the week and we change some of the details. And basically Evan and Zach here have to guess what the real news is and what's the fake news. So let's get started. I'm sure each and every one of you are tired of hearing about the whole coronavirus situations. Schools closed, Tom Hanks, trouble in the big banks, no vaccine, quarantine, (laughs) no more toilet paper scene, travel ban, Weinstein, panic, COVID-19, NBA gone away. What else do I have to say? Ryan started the fire. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, I was looking forward to that. Um, Anyways, we're all sick of being stuck indoors with nothing to watch, nothing to gamble away our hard-earned money with, uh, excuse me, gamble our hard-earned money away on while sipping the last Jim Beam in a 20-mile radius. (laughs) To fill the void, some of the most popular sports are going virtual, starting with NASCAR. The wildly popular American Racing League will start hosting a season of virtual races featuring current and former racing champions like Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Jimmy Johnson as well as top drivers in the esports world that aren't official NASCAR drivers. Uh, the production even features top talent announcers like Stephen A. Smith and Jeff Gordon. Uh, actual professional athletes are getting in on the craze, too. NBA players from the Phoenix Suns and Utah Jazz are getting together to simulate entire seasons to satisfy fans uh, and keep the competition rolling. And Nevada, for its part, is loosening the rules on gambling and betting in order to accommodate the reality of sports in 2020. The state recently approved gambling on NBA 2K tournaments, Madden 2020 tournaments, Counter-Strike Global Offensive, and Call of Duty. So, boys, what's the fake news? Uh, wow. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, let's see. All of it's fake because it's April 1st. Actually, no, that's... <laughs> nope. No, that's not, that's not correct. I was going to say, what? <laughs> I made it all up. Oh, man. No, we, uh, we got some things here. We'll so, okay. the weird thing, like, I know that, like, professional teams and all that, like, they are doing the esports route. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's the tricky thing. I haven't heard anything about NASCAR, but I also do not care about NASCAR. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so that was the hard part about it. I was trying to pick sports that I was like, what does Zach know or not know much about? So like, I was trying to... trying to. Yeah, NASCAR is one I know nothing about. 
Um, I doubt Stephen A. Smith would ever, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, no, Stephen A. Smith is not announcing NASCAR. <laughs> it is a real thing, though, I imagine. It is a real thing, okay. yeah. They are, they are doing actual, like, uh, simulated races, and the production actually looks really good. Like, it looks like pretty official racing. Um, so and, like, and they're, like, putting them on Fox. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, what I'm guessing is, like, are, like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just trying to think, like, like, are Jimmy Johnson and, like, Dale Hart Jr., like, they both are probably actually doing this. Yeah, they are. They are doing uh, this. Good job, good job. I'm guessing, are they just in a simulator? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and versing other, e- they they are definitely 100% versing regular esports athletes, too. Yeah, so it's kind of mixed up, because there's, like, um, there's Formula One races, there's all sorts of racing leagues, but... Uh, really cool. But yeah, they're like they're like intermixing like popular uh, like eSIM drivers, like e drivers with actual drivers. What? Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Huh, I that's haven't dope. I haven't heard anything about the NBA doing really. Yeah, I thought that one would be kind of easier for you to pick out. I don't. I, I'm like halfway in the NBA, halfway not. I don't really care still. Okay, okay. Uh, it's not something I really got into. Hmm. I know the NHL is doing it, and I know MLB has been doing it. Okay. okay. Um, but I don't know. I feel like the NBA, like, I don't know why it would only be the Suns and the Jazz. I feel like it'd be everybody. Nope. Yeah, so they're actually, uh, there's, well, for, you're kind of correct in the fact that the Jazz aren't doing it. It was the Phoenix Suns, and I think it was the, uh, Trailblazers or somebody, but they're like they're the organization is hosting like actual simulated games. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah, which is kind of weird, but uh, yeah. So that part was correct. I was gonna say the gambling. Yeah. The states have allowed gambling. Yeah. No way. It's gotta be fake. Nope. So Nevada actually did loosen their yeah. grip on gambling, um, and they opened it up to some esports. But you guys gotta guess which out of, out of those four that are listed there: Madden, NBA, 2K, Counter Strike. Call of Duty, which ones are fake and which ones are real? Because um, they're, they're limiting betting to only certain ones. Uh, I'm going to say... Like, which one's not? Or, yeah, however you want to I'm going to say NBA and Madden are the two that are you can't bet. Nope. It's Counter-Strike. No. Uh, it's only Counter-Strike out of those four. So. Yeah, I knew it. So, yeah. I knew that's always been a problem. There's, like, I a just, bunch of gambling stuff with that. Well, I just yeah. figured with the, you can't sports bet right now. There's no sports. That's where my mind was, like, maybe loosen it towards yeah. that. Yeah, I mean that was a uh, in, in the articles we'll post in the description. Like they're opening it up to a bunch of other sports, or they they probably will. But so far, Counter Strike is the only game that they're allowing betting on. Yeah, that's at least dumb. legally. <laughs> yeah, you can always get around. <laughs> I I read an article that like watching esports is like rising mm-hmm. and stuff since everybody's quarantined. Still have yeah. zero will to sit there and watch some of those play video games. Yeah, there's like a 18% spike in China alone, which is pretty crazy. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, just but, go play the video games yourself. Right. You're going to use the same bandwidth. Oh, what play it yourself. Go. Just play it. Yeah. Just go play hockey, Zach. Stop watching hockey on TV. You can't. You have to be six feet apart from everybody. Bruh. <laughs> how, how am I going to waste 20 minutes of my life listening to the St. Louis Blues goal horn history? That is true. That is a real thing that happened. That's not fake news. Uh, before, <laughs> before this podcast started recording, Zach and I were watching, uh, I should say listening to, um, every St. Louis Blues goal horn from the past 70 years. It was gross. Well, I could hear it through the walls. Years, we, uh, what was it? What? what? How long ago was It'd it? It'd be like 52. Oh, my bad. The Blues are not that. Wow. Oh. That, we have not had a team that long. <laughs> 67, Ooh. I think. How long has the NHL been around? Uh, for a long time. Oh. At least a year. <laughs> yeah, You're right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> okay, um, let's go back. Let's see. I think I think you guys actually got all of them, so good job. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> also, <laughs> this is the, the gym <laughs> the gym bean part kinda hit close to home. Because yeah. I don't drink Jim Beam, but I've been drinking a lot. <laughs> I've been on like a like a ten week water bender for yeah, or ten day water bender. It's it's not been great on my body. I've been drinking a lot of water. It feels good. Yeah, I have not drank any water. Like neither have alcohol. I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah. I don't. I don't want to look at my bank and see how much I've been spending on you know fire water, but like yeah, fire water, <laughs> <laughs> strong waters. <laughs> but it's not been great. Yeah. Anywho, uh, you guys got all them, so good job. Shall good. we move on to our first actual news story of the night? Yes, sir. Let's do it. I've said it a hundred times. I'll say it a hundred more times. I'm a huge fan of OnePlus phones. Uh, the OnePlus 6 was the first smartphone to really lock me down. 
um, get me get me all committed and strike that balance between clean, smooth software and great hardware that checked all the right boxes for me. Uh, one year later, the OnePlus 7 Pro was a substantial enough upgrade with an extra ultra-wide lens, razor-thin bezels, and, of course, that butter-smooth 90 hertz screen. Mm-hmm. Ooh-wee. But this might be the first time I don't automatically upgrade year over year uh, and spring for the OnePlus 8, which we've talked about in the last couple of shows. But with the new device officially set for an April 14th announcement, we've gotten more and more leaks that are actually nudging me in the other direction. For starters, we've got a slew of new colors in the works for the OnePlus 8 series, including a glacier green that Evan seems to be a fan of. No red. No red. Yeah, not yet. Um, as well as the new uh, purple-red gradient, which I'm actually a huge fan of, and the links are in the description so you can check them out for yourself. However, most leaks point to that color being reserved for the OnePlus 8 and not the Pro model, which would be the one I would personally get. Um, and as of 20 minutes before writing these notes, the Pro model will have an exclusive ultramarine blue color what? resembling that of the original Pixel Blue. Um, it Basically, it's, it's very, very blue. Um, Another thing we've been concerned with is price point, which we discussed with Tim from Droid Life in episode 26. Uh, OnePlus always packs their phones with the latest Snapdragon chips, and this year's 865 processor comes with a noticeable price hike to accommodate 5G technologies. Um, as it turns out, though, we might not have to go into full panic mode. According to an article from Droid Life, OnePlus CEO Pete Lau claims that the new lineup could be the most affordable 5G devices to launch this year. Huh. So... With the news of the new colors and lower prices, are you guys more or less excited about the OnePlus 8 devices? I'm excited. Yeah. Have you seen the color? That, so, that glacier color? The green? I haven't seen the, the glacier. hideous. No. I haven't seen I've only seen the one that you showed me. What was okay. that one called? Um, it the, might have been the exact same one. Hold up. It could me. have been. Yeah, pull it over real quick. I think it's the f- second link here. Oh, that's tough. That thing's gross. What's the one in the middle? Look at the one in the middle. That is the one in the middle. No, no, no. The... Of that, like, oh, here you go. Here's a, here's a, so here's an over, yeah. That's the one you showed me. (gasps) Yeah, oh my god. So that first one is pretty sexy. It's like a purple, red, yellow gradient. Yeah, I like that. It's hot. I like that. Um, but I also like the green. You don't like the green? I don't like what that thing's terrible. You're terrible. (laughs) Is this when he takes an L on? I, uh, not quite yet, but (laughs) not quite yet, (laughs) but we could consider that an L. I don't, god, I agree. I'm not a big fan of mint colors. I don't know. I think it would look cool in the right case. Not only that, it's like a pastel mint. That's true. Eh, yeah. Don't let us talk you down. If no. you love it, you love it. I do like it. Love that you it's love. not going to change. Your current year. Mm. Regardless, I like it. It's pretty dope. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, there's that new ultramarine blue, which is just that's cool. blue at the wazoo. Yeah. I just don't think I would get that color. Yeah. It's just too, like, you have all the Samsungs with that same color. Yeah. That that only if you color. buy it from Best Buy. True. So you have the Best Buy color. Uh, that's pretty dope. Best uh, Buy blue. Best Buy blue. Best Buy blue. Yeah, they've been but. doing that exclusive blue color for like, like, ten, like, yeah, I can't even think for like four years now. Yeah. Because mm. um, it started with the S7 because the S7 had like that light blue with gold. It actually yeah. looked pretty cool. That's tough. Um, but yeah, the new OnePlus phones they look pretty hot. Not gonna lie. Um, minus that camera cutout. Get over yourself. <laughs> You One can thing. actually have a functioning auto brightness. You right. Okay, you right. Um, <laughs> and I will say, like, lately, that pop-up camera has been getting louder on the phone. That Uh-oh. motor's been getting It's not good. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, not insanely loud, but, like, louder than it was out of the box. Noticeably. <laughs> oh, God, that was less. <laughs> Noticeably concerning. Yeah, I, I am concerned with how it's going to last over, like, another year. That's, like... That electronics don't add more moving parts than you don't need. And they said, oh, go ahead and add it. But that screen, though, like it's how, really how, nice. How noticeable is that, though? Like the, the sound? The is sound. it like really bad? In a quiet room, you're you're going to hear it. Oh, no. Yeah. Can, do you have it? Pull it up I real quick. Oh, Put that, up to the mic. That's actually a good test. There you go. It's there. Wow. What? Yeah, it's, uh, it's there. Oh, my God. Here you go. Let's see if I can do it again. Surely that picked up. It's yeah, kind of it had uh, to, but but yeah, it's been kind of concerning. I mean, it's still just as fast. It's not any slower, but yeah. like, yeah, until it doesn't open up one day. <laughs> yeah, I totally, I totally believe them when they're like, it'll last like one hundred fifty thousand opens, which is like four years of usage average. But I don't know. See how how can they Is average it? that? A lot of tests. I don't. Know. <laughs> but uh, 
See, they made the one plus seven. They made it four years ago, and then they did the test for four years. (laughs) No, that's not. It's not true. Okay. I was like, what? (laughs) What? No, that's not true whatsoever. Um, what else did we have on this? I get. I don't believe that. Don't believe what? What? That it lasts for four years? That yeah. Why? It was like like so on average that would give you like you would open your camera up like to the last the hundred fifty thousand times. If you did it, that would be 17 times an hour. I that mean, means every single time you unlock your phone to check a notification or anything, that pop-up camera is going to pop up. Mm-hmm. So some people probably do that. Like, the, the numbers I just quoted you are not exact. But, I mean, that does sound like somewhat reasonable, like I mean, 17 times an hour. you got to think, of, like, if someone's not using the pop-up camera, like, to unlock their phone, they're using their fingerprint, the only thing you're really opening it up for is, like, taking, like, legit pictures or Snapchat. Yeah, but they did. They did uh, when they were talking about the rating. They were talking about for face way. unlock. Yeah, okay. they were talking about doing it for that. But like, I don't know, seventeen times an hour. Like, you guys have screen time on your phone. It's saying you, say, you like, I don't know. I I don't think any of us hit it. But like, for somebody that does use it, like, because like even like in the quarantine, I'm only averaging about four hours of screen time. Like, I'm really? still really? relatively huh. low. Hmm. Not bad at all. Let's see. I can see how many times I unlock it. Uh. I want to see. 73 unlocks today. I don't know if it shows that. Uh, hiccups. I picked my phone up. I thought you said hiccups. I'm like, what? I picked my phone up at 1.49 a.m. <laughs> what? Uh, did you pick your phone up at 1.49 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to. Oh, be. that's gross. Well, I okay. didn't want to be the one to, <laughs> to bring it up. <laughs> didn't want to hit you with that, but here we are. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, average three hours. Three and a half hours a day, my phone. Okay. Um, See, I did. I did 115 unlocks on Sunday. Was do, what 24 hours in that? a day, right? I pick up my phone about 100 times a day. Okay. I've averaged. Whoa. Huh. Okay, so I That's did this crazy. math wrong. <laughs> 114 divided by 24. Oh, that's not even that much. That's 4.75 opens an hour. That's what I'm saying. So, but you're not like the extremist either. I mean, well, he's, I mean, he's probably more than. So you probably could get like, how many did you say you were averaging? Uh, it was like five an hour. So you get like, so, granted, that would be one, so you get like three years out of it. Granted, that was on your use is yeah. what they claim. Yeah, that was over twenty four hours, and like the times you use your phone was more like, you know, twelve, 12 hours. A day. Yeah, but I guess they didn't factor that into the numbers either. Whatever. I mean, either way, uh, the proof's in the pudding. Like, it's louder. Yeah. yeah. And that is kind of concerning. And one thing I do really miss about the OnePlus 6, too, um, as well, I should say, is uh, because it didn't have that pop-up camera, um, whenever you open the phone, like, the face unlock was already done. Like, it was it was there. So I kind of do miss that. Hmm. Yeah. Pop it. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Um, another thing on the OnePlus 8 here, I had another question for you guys. Oh, uh, I think I kind of have your answers already, but if you were to buy one of those phones today, what color would you go for? Oh, that is a tough question. I'd probably go with the gradient. The I'd gradient? Go with the gradient too. Gradient or the deep blue. If you got the I'd gradient, I'd go green. with the green. <laughs> Just to be different. Yeah, because he got the blue, you got the blue, and I went yeah. with the, uh, almond. Almond, yeah. Because, like, I can't copy you. I mean, but the I almond was mind. pretty dope. It was pretty dope. I do like uh, I do like some gold tones every now and then. Yeah, I'm just again if they do come out with a red, it's over. Like I'm, get, I'm, <laughs> so I'm definitely getting that done. Um, so yeah, uh, one plus eight again. We'll have a little bit more whenever it actually gets announced, and that'll be about two weeks from now. So, looking assuming forward to that. nothing else derails with coronavirus. <laughs> coronavirus. <laughs> oh. I love that one so much. Coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, let's move on to our second news story. The wireless apocalypse is nigh. Uh, so from The Verge, uh, T-Mobile officially owns Sprint as of April 1st. The merger was formally completed today after clearing a number of legal hurdles over the last year, including a Department of Justice uh, review and lawsuits from a number of states. The combination turns the United States' for, uh, third and fourth largest wireless carriers into a far more substantial third-place competitor to Verizon and AT&T. Before you go on, yeah. what if like we record all of this and tomorrow it's like, I April Fool's, it's still in the courts. <laughs> <laughs> <Psych>. <laughs> 
That'd be a pretty hardcore move <laughs> with a lot of moving pieces. <laughs> Seriously, that's a pretty big, uh, pretty big statement from them. <laughs> just like all jokes. Yeah, just get psych. Crash market you got just pranked. <laughs> that just said crash market. Stock market just crashes again. Uh, T-Mobile doesn't mention any immediate plans for the Sprint brand, and uh, Sprint didn't say whether any immediate changes were planned in response to an email from The Verge. Uh, quote from Sprint: There is so much to come. Today is just the beginning. A Sprint spokesperson said, we're excited to uh, to get to work following through on the first of several commitments we promised would be a part of this merger. And to get that merger approval, T-Mobile made a number of big promises about how it'll improve its network and extend service over the coming years. The company promises its 5G network will reach 99% of the U.S. population within six years and deliver 50 megabit speeds uh, to 90% of Americans in rural areas. <laughs> That's yeah. not that good. Yeah, it's not that impressive. Uh, the, the company also committed to launching an in-home wireless internet service capable of delivering 100 megabits per second speeds to 90% of the population within six years and giving free internet access to 10 million homes within five years. Okay. Uh, it also promises to offer, quote, the same or better rate plans, end quote, for three years. To who? Uh, <laughs> Uh, I think that's just like um, like their unlimited plans that they sell right now. Um, So to get Justice Department approval, T-Mobile also agreed to sell Sprint's prepaid businesses, including Boost Mobile and Virgin Mobile, to Dish. Dish will be allowed to piggyback on T-Mobile's network for seven years. The government's hope is that Dish will turn into another nationwide wireless competitor, though as of now, it's starting largely from the scraps of Sprint. Do you guys believe any of the things T-Mobile has promised to the government and to consumers? Do you? That's all I have to say to that. Um, <laughs> Try it. <laughs> I should have played that one. <laughs> when it says like 50 megabits a second, is that mm-hmm. just like standard or their 5G speed? Uh, it does not say. Because I would I assume just like that's somehow not their 5G speed. What is their 5G speed? I don't know, but I'm getting. I just ran a speed test real quick while you were reading, and I'm oh. getting like 45 megabits a second on just like I think 4G, two bars LTE. On I think Verizon. 4G LTE was like 46, 48, or something like that. 49. Uh, I don't know. Oh, that'd be a good one to look up, but one way or another, they said, "Yeah, like, yeah, we'll get, uh, we'll get the pretty good speeds though around everybody." The thing that cracks me it's... up is like, is like, five uh, G network will reach ninety nine percent of the U S. population within six years. Like, their five G isn't good. Like, it's not great. It's using, it's <laughs> right. using, it's using that low band stuff that yeah. like doesn't. Uh, was it called? <laughs> it's called sub six hundred or whatever. So basically, like. Not that fast. It's basically how LTE should have been. Yeah. Um. Do I think it'll happen? No. Is it possible? Yes, 100%. Because you're taking T-Mobile, which is great in rural areas, and you're taking Sprint, which is great along major highways and major cities. So is it possible with a merger? For what? Like, yes. Like, with a merger, to, like be able to reach these like 99% things like that. Yes. Cause you're taking heavy rural plus heavy, uh, like urban areas, combining mm-hmm. the two networks together. Uh, I think the bigger thing is like, how is, how are you changing sprint from CDMA to GSM? Like you're going to have to do construction on all their towers and everything. Yeah. That's a good question. I have no idea how this stuff actually works. Like how, how infrastructure on towers work. Yeah. So it is a huge problem actually. <laughs> I think about like that's, I think that's more the hiccup is the fact that, like, I don't think the timelines are relevant. I think they'll get there. But I think it's just there's so many variables still of, like, what you're going to do. Like, you still have to move all your Sprint customers over to make it that large of an area, which that's going to take time on its own, which means you're going to have to get rid of their plans. So everybody on the Kickstarter plan is probably going to throw a fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all the Sprint plans, which are cheaper than T-Mobile plans. Like, it, I just think there's a lot more questions in this still. Uh than the like to come out and promise six years and like put timelines. Yeah, yeah. what do you think, Evan? What's your what's your reaction on that? I don't know. I do, I that's uh, just kind of stuff that's a little bit over my head. I don't know, like how to really. infrastructure uh, an entire nation for four yeah. G and five G LTE. Yeah, connectivity. I, I don't know how accurate it's going to be and how. <laughs> I don't know if they can really hold up to that nine percent of America in rural areas. Yeah, and that's an that's actually a really good point because. Um, all of the like the, the the industry watchers, they're basically like these behavioral sort of um, caps that they're putting on themselves don't mean anything. Right. Like just promising to do something does not, you know, 
mean a single thing to anybody because right. they can just not do it, and then what's going to happen? Nothing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, right. Like, government's not going to be like, you guys spend more money on this. Like, you got to do this. Like, no. Yeah, and that's another thing, too. Like, you're you're giving a lot of false promises, but, like, the, the only thing that's going to turn around is you're only going to hurt your own business. Yeah. People are going to yeah. start being fed up. They're not going to have what you promised them. They're going to get upset. Uh, and then if you're, you're the two worst customer services too, <laughs> people are going to be calling up. Yeah, um, they're going to be mad. You're going to see a whole new breed of, of customers. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just, I, I think by making those promises, it, the timeline's off, like yeah. I mentioned before, and you're just going to piss off your own customers. Yeah. And I don't know if you're forcing them to leave because like, the price points are almost too good to be true, and mm-hmm. you make sacrifices that way. But I wouldn't be surprised if they lose a decent amount of customers in it too. Yeah, yeah. and that's actually a good lead into this uh, because so T-Mobile and Sprint they both pioneered different ways to buy phones outside of the standard tier contracts championed by AT and T and Verizon. Um, again, T-Mobile with their uh, their jump on demand program and their uh, willingness to unlock phones a little bit better, and then Sprint. I mean. We have problems with it, obviously, but Sprint's (laughs) Sprint's flex lease for certain customers is actually a pretty good option. Um, So do you guys think this merger will decrease that sort of pro-consumer behavior, or are they just going to say, like, screw it and kind of go back to the old ways? I don't know. Like, are they going to jump in with, like, 24 and 30 months kind of thing? Yeah, like pulling AT&T and just be like, duh, it's all 30 months now. I think they will. I don't. I think think they'll keep running it. I think I wouldn't be surprised if they do that because that – allows the customer or doesn't allow the customer it puts that customer in a longer cycle so then they have to be quote unquote trapped or if they don't like it you know you have to wait you know what i mean you can't like get through it faster but right. i mean it's the same even if you do anything else though like if you do the lease or anything like that you have to pay off that phone for you able to leave right yeah so i just i'm just saying like it gives you like the 18 months versus a full 30 you yeah. know what i mean Oh, but the lease also hurts you if you right. go over 18 months. Right. So I just, I think they're both doing a good enough job with the lack of detail when you go into their carrier stores. <laughs> That's um, a great way to of putting get that. away with it. Like, <laughs> no, like, I honestly believe that they make most of their money by their sales, like, sales associates not giving them the full information. Absolutely. Like, so I think they're doing a good enough job. They don't have any full reason to write the ship or change the ship like everything's working fine don't mess with it i guess the more the bigger question would be with this merger are they going to run two so they're going to run t-mobile's and sprint's lease or are they just going to switch to the lease or t-mobile's on demand everything Um, i've read is because t-mobile is kind of like the winner in this situation so like it's all going to be under t-mobile's uh Eventually, they're going to move to T-Mobile's branding, and it's going to be T-Mobile's uh, kind of business it's model. Go- it's going to be like, uh, what was it? I can't remember which way it went, but when Sprint bought out Nextel, it was Nextel by Sprint or something like that, Just or Sprint gross. by Nextel. Yeah. I don't remember which way it was. Yeah, but like basically, it's going to be like Sprint by T-Mobile kind of thing, Ooh. and then eventually, that's going to merge into just T-Mobile. Hmm. Like I think they're going to do some because. You can't just say Sprint anymore because yeah. now they are owned by T-Mobile. So I wouldn't be surprised. Like now you see Sprint by T-Mobile, and yep. then three, four years down the road, whenever they get this whole thing ironed out and all pretty and natural, then it's just gonna be T-Mobile by itself. But even if that's the case, T-Mobile brought, bought Sprint, correct? <laughs> okay. mm. So apparently, when you mix yellow, the the brand color of Sprint. Uh, with the purple, the brand brown. color, or I guess magenta, you get brown. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. What if they change their whole... <laughs> what, what if they, what if they not, change their That's branding? common knowledge. I didn't know that. Hey, look. It wasn't common for me, buddy. Screw you. Know, we're in the age of the... Coronavirus! <laughs> you need to stop that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you need to cut that out. Oh, my but, God. Um, <laughs> no, even if... So T-Mobile bought out Sprint. But that doesn't doesn't mean you have to adopt everything T-Mobile is doing. Like right. they can be like, oh, the lease actually looks like it's a lot more successful moneymaker than the on-demand. Like, oh, T-Mobile customers are actually halfway intelligent with the on-demand, <laughs> and Sprint freshly are like, dude, had this like iPhone six and still paying <laughs> for it for like four years now, twenty dollars uh, a month. What uh, I did because that exact situation happened one time with oh, a customer. Oh, happens all the time. Every, yeah. yeah. 
And they're like, uh, I, I think I'm still on a flex lease. And I was like, okay, cool. Do you have like an iPhone 8 or like an iPhone 7 Plus or something? He's like, no, I got an iPhone 6. This is a 5C here. <laughs> like, okay, uh, let me do some math that's about to piss you off. Uh, <laughs> because you just paid $2,000 for that phone. Yeah. And it only cost about 600 at launch. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But like, it wouldn't surprise me if they... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if like they adopted some molds of Sprint. Like yeah. something like that. Like, yeah. The flex lease probably would be more of a successful money maker than on demand. So maybe sticking with that or on demand, giving is, an option too. That's true. On demand is a form of lease. Yeah. Um, Describe that a little bit for the people that don't know. So they may have changed it from when I had it because I had it about two years ago. But uh, I had their jump on demand program, which basically meant I could switch phones every thirty days as long as I paid sales tax, and it then it renewed a lease. So like it would be, I think it was an eighteen month or maybe a twenty four month lease. But instead of waiting 12 months to get a new phone, you can just wait 30 days, which for me was awesome because then I could just like switch phones, you know, however much I wanted to for the most part, um, you know, pay sales tax, which is not excellent, but it was fun. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's, it's basically a sprint flex lease just with shorter time periods um, between switching phones. So hmm. that was cool. Uh, and then I got out of it. At, hopefully they don't listen to this. I got <laughs> out of it because uh, I talked to one of the store associates and I was like, like, look, I'm probably going to switch to AT&T. Like, I don't want to deal with this flex lease. And he's like, okay, so here's what you can do. You can switch to a $0 phone, pay the sales tax on it, and then after the 30 days are up, just, just switch. Yeah. yeah. So I basically got out of a $1,000 Note 8 and switched over to a $0 like J3. Tough. That must have been like Tough. the worst 30 days of your life, though. It was awful, <laughs> not going to lie. And that was before I had a second phone. That was not fun, but it was worth it in the end. But... Damn. I, I bet you they closed that loophole, but I exploited the hell out of it. I bet you did. Yeah, killed that thing. <laughs> um, anywho, shall we move on to our feature story of the night and the one where Evan takes an L? Let's go. Sure. <laughs> so we've been following the rumors since the very beginning of this podcast, and lately it seems Al Gore's internet is suddenly buzzing at the imminence of a new iPhone from our overlords at Apple. Article from CNET, uh, quote, Apple is expected to launch a budget-friendly phone on April 15th, which will be the first of at least five iPhones anticipated to launch in 2020. Uh, this device is widely speculated to be called the iPhone 9 or possibly the iPhone SE 2, and would be a long overdue update to 2016's much-loved iPhone SE. If the rumors are true, this would signal Apple's renewed commitment to low-cost phones as global smartphone sales continue to decline. Renowned Apple analyst Ming-Chi Kuo predicts the iPhone 9 will cost about $399, um, and that at this price, Apple may potentially potentially lure budget-minded customers who aren't willing to splurge $1,000 or even $700 on, say, an iPhone 11 Pro or 11. And this isn't the first time Apple targeted the budget segment of the smartphone market. The original iPhone SE also launched at $399. As for specs, it seems we're in for no surprises, really. We're getting the same form factor and design from the iPhone 8, which was itself an evolution of the iPhone 6 design, which means, you guess it, home button city, get dunked on, Evan. He just got dunked on. <laughs> um, on the, under the hood, we've got uh, the new A13 Bionic chip that made its debut on the iPhone 11 series, alongside a boost to 3 gigabytes of RAM. Half the amount shipped uh, on the iPhone 11 Pro series. On the back, we've got a single rear camera with a 12 megapixel shooter that we expect to have better than iPhone 8 quality. Oh, hold on. Yeah. Speaking of shooter, hey, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those that haven't been with us since, like, the very first podcast, um, well, I guess I guess it was, like, the third or fourth one, but we were debating the iPhone SE 2, this very phone, back in August. And uh, Evan here... The big dumb dumb. Big dumb dumb. He thought that there's no way, there's no way they're going back to a home button. We've gone too far into the into the gestures. There's no way we're going back to the home button. What do you have to say for yourself? Look, I know I'm wrong. Uh huh. You know, I will take this L. Yeah. And I will learn from it. Stop being so humble. <laughs> so, say something stupid. Screw that. <laughs> also, screw that. <laughs> I'm a. I'll be realist then. Yep. So that was one of the first times that I brought this up last week. Evan's dumb hot takes. Uh, oh, yeah, that was the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that was the f one of the first ones. <laughs> <laughs> and it's never been the same since. No, that still was, with terrible hot takes. That was a good debate, though. Uh, yeah, that was a good debate. Yeah, we should, we should do one again. We got to find something that... I just... I might go back and re-listen to that, because I remember, like... <laughs> We roasted Evan pretty hard. Guys, pretty, what episode do not roast me? Although, That's although 
That's true. Um, also, <laughs> wasn't that the episode you were gone for? And then we came back, and then you like. Oh yeah, it. I had a whole segment saying how dumb he was. That's yeah, right. That's... Yeah. Because I, I had COVID nineteen back in August, and then I had it again. What a did month you have? Coronavirus. <laughs> 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 oh, Love you, Evan. Um, but no, uh, that was definitely super wrong. But um, hey, most, I'll take that one. Yeah. Did we take bets on this phone? Like the price no. point? What, what did we take so. price points on? We took we bets. Did the Pixel. We did the Pro series, and we did the Samsung. And Samsung. Yeah, I don't think. Which I think you still owe us lunch. Oh huh? yeah, I'm not right. working. Oh shh. <laughs> Damn, you want to get some Papa John's after this? <laughs> Look, just front us the money, yeah, and we'll dude. go buy some pizza. It's whatever. <laughs> or you know what? Tour! <laughs> um, so anyways, excuse me. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, most rumors seem to be latching onto the iPhone 9 name. Are we fans of that? Or would you prefer iPhone SE 2? I like uh, 9 better. I don't. Ooh, okay. Right. I don't. We debate this. <laughs> <laughs> Opening arguments. What's up with 9? So... Nine is better for me, mm-hmm. in my opinion, instead of SE2, because people are going to come in, they're going to want the SE2, they're going to be like, well, this isn't the size of the SE2. <laughs> and, but it's going to expand on the same size as the 8, so you're making the newer version of the 8, which is the 9, because you've already skipped the flagship into the 10, the 10Rs. Like, okay. You've already moved the flagship into the 10s, now you have like this one going to the 9. Yeah. Now, down the road, it might pose an issue, yeah. but... I like it better than the SE2 because I feel I can already see the dumb boomers <laughs> coming in. Boomers. And uh, being like, well, did, that, they're going to have an SE in their hand. And be like, what? Did, how is this the two? It's bigger. Like, I wanted this size. Just like, I need the SE. I wanted this size. I wanted it to be like And they're going to shove it in your face and be like, <laughs> yeah, okay, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will rebut a little bit and say they did go from iPhone 5 to iPhone 6 and it was a much bigger phone and it was a different look and that would be the exact same as going from the iPhone SE to the iPhone SE 2 it's sequential so you're like you're you're getting a bigger screen and a, and a different design from the original SE but it's still in that same series of family but so, it's mm. not the same series of family either it is because it's the improvement of the 8 it is an improvement of the 8, but the SE was an improvement of the original 5S. No, it was a leftover. It was an improvement from the 5. Well, it had the body of the 5S. Yeah, it had the body of the 5S, but it had the parts of the 5. Oh, no, it had the internals of the 6S. Yeah. yeah. Was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. So they basically, yeah, they took they yeah, took that right. yeah. yeah they took that old design and then put newer hardware on the inside to like give you an updated uh, hardware experience, but like some of the stuff like the screen... And the form factor were still like old generation, quote unquote. So what do we get? Like the 10R specs in the body of an eight? It's a. I'm pretty sure it's an eight, right? Uh, so it's gonna be a, an A13 chip. So it's actually gonna have the same chip okay. as oh. the iPhone 11. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did you guys tune out when I read that stuff? No, I, definitely I, did I just week. don't. I didn't remember that. We can cut it up a little bit. Um, that actually might make more sense. But we'll we'll, we'll tweak it. But you literally said nothing about that. Yeah, it said under the hood. Where? In the in the. Under the hood, we've got the new A13 Bionic chip that made its debut on the iPhone 11 series alongside a boost to 3 gigs of RAM. Ah, I found uh, it. There it is, yep. Yeah. Yep. Anyways. Yep, sure, All right. there it is. Hey, All right, noted. Checks out. We will... <laughs> checks out. <laughs> noted. We will, uh, we will adjust how we do that. Um, but yeah, so it's going to have the, uh, the processor um, of the iPhone 11 just in the body of the iPhone 8. I know. I just... I see too many issues with the naming because, like, people come in now and they want the 8 to be the SE. So if you name something SE2, like, I understand your side of it, Mm -hmm. but it's just purely the fact of, like, people that want this phone are either going to be people that are tight on money or it's going to be old people that just want that size of a phone. And I just – people that are tight on money, they're going to get it. It's not going to be fine. I just think we're going to have way too many issues describing why it's bigger, how it's so much better than the SE, like – Mm-hmm. It would just cause more issues than co- just calling it the nine. Okay, okay, that's fair. What do you think? What do you think, Evan? I think it just doesn't sound right saying nine because we're already at the eleven and the eleven pros and stuff. Where we had we've had an SE, but we haven't had an SE two. We haven't had an SE three. We haven't had an SE four. You know what I mean? So it's like we've had all of these. We're now up to the eleven and like jumping back to the nine. It's kind of like oh wait, we're just gonna slide this in here real quick. Yeah. When it's like saying oh well, here's this new phone. It's SE two. We haven't had one similar to this yet. You know what I mean? 
Not so only that, we but we haven't had an iPhone nine either, though. I know, but it's like they're they've gone. They haven't like they're not taking a step back with the naming like they were with like the eleventh and the nine. Like they would just be kind of putting it back, quote unquote, two generations. So what you're saying is back once with the five C though. Did did that launch alongside the five S though? Yeah, it did. Yeah, because you got the uh, yeah you got the I option don't with think so yeah because you got the option with Siri or with or not Siri um, Google uh, it. The, the home button with the touch touch ID and then the five C did not have it. So it gave you a like a cheaper version, I think. Mm. I might be wrong, but I thought they came out in the So the five C launched in twenty thirteen, September. iPhone five S. Maybe it was a two thousand fifteen that the five S came out? No. It was also twenty thirteen. Oh, yeah, okay. So yeah, same year. Yeah. So they were they were like side by it was like the ten R and the ten S is like side by side. Yeah. So I think one big problem is you're selling the iPhone 11 now, and you'll be selling the iPhone 9 at the same time. Right. So you have the 9 11. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, big oof. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> God, I want to see every time. Um, no, I was going to say, uh, kind of to Evan's point too, it does break the, sequen- like the sequential nature of how th- – sequential? Sequential. Sequential nature of how, th- of how they're naming. Yeah, there. <laughs> this is the, the Soros – Saka souffle of how they're that word. of how the they're d- or sequential the the the, the <laughs> like my mind breaks I can't say it <laughs> I can't the I just broke my mic it, it re- no not gonna, not gonna say it okay I'm sorry I should not have made fun of you and laughed like that hold on are you apologizing for making fun of him. Do you listen to the yes, podcast? Yeah. yeah, I do that. You edit it. You listen to it. You know what happens. You listen to it twice. That's true. Le- three times. You watch. You listen to it once. Once live. Oh my god. Anyways, yeah, I'm totally on uh, iPhone SE two gang. Thank I don't. You. I don't like iPhone nine. I think. I think iPhone nine is. Uh, yeah, it feels like a weird step back. Yeah. Whereas iPhone SE two is like a continuation, and the nature of that phone has been. It's been established that it's a budget version of the iPhone. So it's already been established that that phone is a, in a different pricing category from the, uh, from the main series. Cause like the iPhone eight right now is four forty nine, and you're telling me the iPhone nine is going to be three ninety nine. It's a weird, that's a weird step. Mm. Mm, the mm. SE two. It's yes. what the system wants you to name it. I'm totally, <laughs> but Apple doesn't want. play by the system. It's like the coronavirus. It's where they're changing <laughs> the batteries and the pigeons. It is taking a while. Like, let's speed this up, guys. <laughs> oh. oh, we're extending it two more weeks. Oh. <laughs> we can get we, to all the pigeons. We, we found 150,000 more pigeons, guys. <laughs> two more weeks. <laughs> two weeks. We need two weeks, Mr. President. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> I'll go in the news. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm, I'm totally on board with iPhone SE2, gang. Um, okay, so last question for you guys. So from sales figures extrapolated by – can you say that one? Extrapolated? Extrapolated? I don't know what it means, so there's no point. It's like, it's like, uh, <laughs> man, I just froze. I am full math and like science. Don't uh, big words just go yeah. straight over yeah. your no receding hairline. No big. <laughs> was... Jesus Christ! That's <laughs> Evan is enjoying this new soundboard. <laughs> Jesus. I'm going to piss all over this thing tonight. <laughs> Try it out. Uh, but no, did you get GSP on that? What? Did you get protection no, plan on that? No, it was not, a, it was not, not an option. option. Oh. Boom. Any of this stuff. Oh, let me move this beer then. Like, <laughs> me um, too. <laughs> yeah, no, extrapolate means like to uh, assume or like, like, like hypothesize from, like draw conclusions from. <laughs> did you not hear what I said? No. <laughs> I said strap on. Extrapolate. Strap. Okay, uh, so on. from <laughs> from sales figures extrapolated by analysts, the iPhone SE reached around 11 to 12 percent of total iPhones sold for any given period in the United States, and that's an important distinction. Do you think the iPhone SE two, which is what it totally should be called, will overperform or underperform underperform those numbers given the current climate? I imagine. I guess we don't have the information, but I I would imagine they're going to kill the eight. Yeah, they will undoubtedly but, kill you. Yeah, but say sure. the fact that like we've had issues ordering it kind of already hinted towards it. Yeah, um, and we haven't had any in in a long time. Um, I think it'll help. Think it'll help. Yeah, 
like, do you think it'll... Uh, it would go over 100%. Overperform. Yeah, okay, overperform. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if it's closer to, like, 25, 20. I don't like, know about that. I don't know. There's a I would, lot... There's I a would lot say, of like, I would say 15 to 20 percent. Probably yeah. more real. I'd say closer to 20, yeah. Um, I just... 11 percent just seems low yeah. for, like, the it market did. we're about to hit, where... Where a lot of people are in a really rough spot. I mean, yeah, you're gonna see I'm, like sales of anything I'm lucky just decline right now. And the fact yeah. that like I'm not working, but I'm getting paid. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of people that are out there on unemployment things like that. If something were to go the fr- wrong with their phone, and I kind of talked about this when I was still working too, is like when I was looking around the store and being like, phones are about the only thing that's essential. And you can make an argument saying they're not, but. A lot of people need that communication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if something goes wrong with your phone and you need something quick and in a hurry and, like, you're an iPhone family, like, you need an iPhone for, like, FaceTime or something like that. Right. Um, it's $400. Like, yeah. it could, in this time period, it could help a lot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could buy, think you could buy two of them for, like, both of your kids or whatever versus, like, just giving one of the, one of the kids a $1,000 phone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think if they're able to hit under, because uh, what would that be over twenty four months? It'd be like, like fifteen dollars a month. So it'd be a very stomachable price point. Stomachable. Stomachable. It'd be a very stomachable price. Uh, damn it. Yeah, sixteen twenty sixteen sixty three a month for twenty four months. If you'd be on AT and T, it'd be it's cheaper. 13. Yeah, thirteen thirty. Yeah, so that's very doable. Um, I think. I don't know. There's there's so many phones out nowadays, and I think one of the problems it'll run into is uh because what are the iphone because the time it came out it was next to the iphone 6s and that started at like 600 dollars or something like that mm-hmm. so that price gap wasn't all that big and actually that's an interesting comparison because the iphone 10r is now 599 mm-hmm. and you'll have the iphone se2 at 399 so there's still a 200 gap so yeah. i think it'll maybe hit those exact same numbers so i'm thinking of the under portion and mm-hmm. the fact that like people like Still today, people are like, ooh, five ninety nine. That's still a little much. Uh, so they'll go back down. They'll get like six S or seven prepaids, but those are still like three hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. So now you can go up a hundred dollars and get this year's phone. It makes that hundred dollars uh, more worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where my mind was saying it would grow and increase because like you don't you don't have those lower budget phones really. <laughs> I hope at least not really competing because. You should be spending that extra hundred dollars to yeah. get the upgraded specs. Then a phone's going to shut off in next September. Right. Um, so that's where my mind thinks it's going to overperform. Yeah, and, and there is a weird thing too. It's like because uh, iPhones are inherently different from Android phones. So iPhone SEs give a rare glimpse into that really specific market of budget conscious iPhone people. And before whenever this next phone launches, cause it's still kind of fluid. The article mentioned that too, before this phone launches, people will still have the choice of like an iPhone eight, yeah. which is going to be 50 bucks more or this new one. So it'll, it'll be like a revival of that category. Um, with everything you said to Zach, like given the situation we're in and obviously people are spending money on essential things, not necessarily technology unless they have to, which like a phone is essential. Um, it is definitely going to hurt those sales figures. But if we're talking percentages, we're talking total percentages of, of every phone bought. So it could be that, like you said, people aren't going to spend the money on the really expensive phone, phones that may have spent that money. And given the situation, they're going to spend it on the, the cheaper phones so yeah. it could increase the percentage of iPhone SE 2s. That's, what, that's, I was, true. that's yeah. what I was getting at. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah that's basically what I was trying to reiterate. The fact that, like, we're not financially in a good situation as a country. Yeah. Um. So... If you are going to look out and look to buy a new phone because you need a new phone, uh, you're probably going to steer more towards a $400 price point yeah. right now, play it safe, yeah. than you would a 1000 Especially because, like, say in a month or two we come out, we're good. It's not going to be anything to pay that off. Yeah. Uh, but if you, like, lock yourself into a $1,000 phone payment, then it's going to be a little rough. Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah. Not only that, but it's going to be rough while you're trying to get through this time, too. Yeah. Which, uh, okay. Which thing, Evan, um, do you have any final thoughts on that? Part, I, no, sales. you guys hit it pretty, pretty on the head. I mean, it's one of those things where I think, I think those are pretty accurate. I think it's going to be very close to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, of course, the the time we're in, who knows what it's going to be like? You know what I mean? You might see like an influx of people being like, "Oh wow, like I can actually finally upgrade because I can actually afford this right now." Yeah. And they go to that, and it kind of gives them an incentive to upgrade or to go out and buy a new phone. Yeah. 
um, especially like if your phones or your tablets, like, you know, iPhones, stuff like that, there aren't working properly for communication, like FaceTime, FaceTime audio, you know, even just like basic calling and texting. Right. Why not? This is the time for, you know, a really try it out. Why cheap, not? Right. Exactly. Try it. Try it out. Piss on it. Beat it. Try it try out. It but it could be, I, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be very similar to that number, but I also wouldn't be baffled if it hit 20%, 25%. Yeah, that's true. It'll be, a, it'll be a very interesting number to watch, for yeah. sure. But, I mean, I guess there's also the other side of... Coronavirus! <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that Apple still has to get these phones produced and shipped into the yeah, market. That's true. Yeah. Um, which, things aren't great overseas <laughs> either yet, so... Yeah, uh, it's a weird time to be in. Yeah, that's for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, because uh, from from what I've read, uh, the Chinese government has kind of loosened restrictions in some mm-hmm. areas, but now they're having another surge yeah. of cases. Yeah, Hong Kong just got hit bad again. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Wow. Um, yeah, because they because they were like, okay, that's we're over the Japan, but yeah, what Hong Kong? No, it's in China, buddy. Is it? Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Well, nope. Yeah. No. <laughs> or, oh, double hit. Yeah, that one. Big oof. Big geography <laughs> really? guy. Not a, He's a math guy. Yeah. Not a geography guy. Not words of geography. <laughs> yeah, it'll I, be... Uh, I get pretty good at coloring maps, but that's about it. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as far as like getting iPhones out to the public, um, it'll be it'll be weird um, to see how... Because it, it's, it's all going to be digital. Like, people aren't going to be going to launch events. People aren't going to be, like, standing in line. Not that they were before. God, it's going to be like the, uh, the Democratic debates. What? Oh, weird. that was weird. Have you have you watched any live events where there's just not a crowd? No. Oh, it's Awkward. super odd. I mean, that's strange. It's yeah. like it's like they say all these cool things, and you want to be like, yeah, and then you're like, oh, nobody else is doing it. That's so. what the <laughs> keynote's gonna be like. They're like, we're here. We just innovated this new phone. It's gonna be the iPhone nine. All right, and the, <laughs> like, next, because it's not that like fan of crowd people going like, yeah, yeah. I think what I think what they'll probably do for these is kind of like what they do with the iPad, the new iPad, is they'll have like uh, demonstrations. They won't really come out and do like a keynote style thing, uh, like a PowerPoint <laughs> to the internet. Yeah. They'll probably do uh, like really what it is. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, excuse me. It's a keynote uh, from so, Apple Keynotes. Oh, yeah. Let's say yeah from Keynote. Yeah. yeah, they really they really wow. love Keynote over at Apple for some reason. Um, yeah, it's awful. But uh, yeah, they'll they'll probably just do like product uh, demonstrations and just show you about the new iPhone or do like a camera feature or do like a like a screw. I don't know what what's good about the iPhone SE two, but you get your home button back, boomers. It's a little quicker. <laughs> That's the only announcement. It's like home button, boom. Done. Yeah, one second video from Apple. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the Phone Buzz podcast. The show is brought to you by three guys that sell phones all day. Follow us across social media at Phone Buzz, and that's P-H-1-B-U-Z-Z. And give us a follow and review on Spotify or wherever you listen to our podcast. We'll see you guys in the next one. My name is Evan Krauss. I'm Zach Whitney. I'm Christian Crawford. Bye. Bye. Peace.